Welcome to Unprofessionals Asking Questions. This is episode 15, How Many Migrants Get Lost at Sea. I'm Julia. And I'm Sid. And we're back, baby. We're back from another little break. <laughs> and it should be our last break. Probably. I don't think we have any more vacations planned. I can't afford any more vacations. No, same. Yeah. But this time, we're going to stick to what we tried last time, where it's just one of us doing like the episode while the other kind of hears about their research mm-hmm. and yeah we kind of liked it the yeah. setup last time so let us know if you guys like it or if you prefer the other way we might listen to you we might keep it our We're way not even here, so <laughs> um so yeah the title today is well do we have anything we want to catch anybody up with i am like recovering from a cold so i'm a little nasally we both have a headache. <laughs> we both have a headache. We both pre-gamed a little bit. Yeah, we had an event before this recording, so bear with us. We're not sure how it's gonna go. <laughs> and we're still drinking, so Yeah, we had to we had to keep the motivation going. There's no point in getting a hangover halfway through, you guys. I know, and I made the mistake of taking a nap. Never do that. Oh my gosh, I was so cranky. I made little corn dogs. <laughs> Just like for a snack beforehand. And Wyatt hates hot dogs. And I saved, like, a few just for after my nap, like, where I came here. Mm-hmm. And I go out, and it's just, like, they're mini corn dogs. They're, like, yeah, super small. He takes all of the breading and eats them and leaves just, like, these little, <laughs> like, wieners. Like, the Vienna sausage, yeah. like, sides. I was like, why does he even do that? And I don't know. I said, what the fuck? You don't like corn dogs. And he's like, well, how was I supposed to know you're going to eat it? I was like, I always leave my food, like, to pick. Oh, <laughs> and he was making nuggets. I'm like, dude, you get breading on your nuggets. Leave my corn dogs. <laughs> so cranky too. I would be cranky if I didn't have a nap. I would do that. Okay, you would, because yeah. he was like, how? Why? <laughs> we don't eat each other's food in this house. Oh, I mean, we're at sh- all. Yeah, not like that. We share with asking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, you can eat that if you want it, and that's about it. Yeah, you need permission. Mm-hmm. But you. I thought they were safe. You don't like hot dogs. Yeah, that doesn't make any the sense. Hot dogs, that's that the seems deliberate. Like, he was... That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah, too. I think, I think he's lying, and he just wanted to make it look like he didn't, like, yeah. the hot dog. I don't know. It yeah. was sus. I, I would <laughs> keep an eye on him, for sure. I came out, I was like, who demolished my corn dog? It was like a little mouse was eating at it. Yeah, dude. Crazy. But anyways, we're here. We're going to talk about... um. We're going to talk about migrant reporting and displacement. So we're going to get a little serious. Yes, we are. And it's a big turn from, like, our missing episode the other week, but mm-hmm. we're unprofessionals and we are all over the place. We do whatever we want to do. Exactly. So back in June, the middle of June, I did write this in the middle of June. <laughs> it was, like, towards the end of June. And then I went back and edited. So there are some updates to it, but... Just so everybody knows, there have probably been some changes Mm -hmm. just to some of the stories, which I tried to incorporate after. But back in June, there were two sea tragedies. One was the refugee fishing boat that capsized, and the other was the Titan. Have you heard of both of them? I think you said, yeah. So one was with four very wealthy passengers, and I think everybody around the world heard about this. Mm -hmm. And then the other had almost seven hundred men women and children on it and it had very little media coverage yeah, i don't even think i heard about it when it happened Mm-mm. it was a little later i heard about it i think it was it was two days i heard about it on the 16th and it happened on the 14th mm-hmm. but like titan like it ha- we knew about it right away oh yeah and people went they weren't even so missing good. for like a, yeah not that that i mean not saying anything that right it's and, not important it's just no one seemed to care about the 700 lives yeah not the people fleeing from famine and war but the ones who paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to go down into a very already unsafe place yeah and like you said both are tragedies and they should be covered equally in the media i'm not saying one life right one human's life is like more important than the others but i do think that the media kind of portrays that Mm -hmm. in having one be covered more than the other so that's kind of what made me start going into this series of research um and i actually found out a lot and it's really sad so great here we go cheers cheers (laughs) 
Um, most of my research is focused on the European borders, especially in the Mediterranean Sea and the massive loss of lives lost or displaced since 2014. So I just want to put that out there. That does not mean that there are no issues in North America. We definitely know that there are Mm. issues when it comes to migrants or in also other parts of the world. But as we get into some of the statistics and things that I'll get into, um, it is a very underreported and unknown. I don't really want to say issue, but it is an issue mm-hmm. in in that part of the world. So let's backtrack to what happened in the middle of June in the Mediterranean Sea off the coast of Greece. Okay. Administered a plane over the international waters near Greece. The plane spotted a fishing boat that was, quote, heavily overcrowded and navigating at slow speed, end quote. Frontex said they immediately notified Italian and Greek officials of the sighting and the boat's location. Frontex's plane would monitor the fishing vessel for 10 minutes before it had to return to its base for refueling. Frontex would then end up offering additional aerial support to Greek authorities that day, which was June 13th, but never received a response. And that's coming from CBS News, this one. Adding that Greek officials asked the agency to send a drone to another migrant rescue incident further east off the coast of Crete instead, which is like a whole different thing in itself. Like they were sending aerial support, AKA a drone Mm -hmm. to another incident. The same day. The same day. And this didn't have a very small fishing vessel with 700 people in it. So I don't know. A little sus. And so this fishing boat was heading towards Greece. They were actually, we'll get to it, but they were on their way to Italy. Okay. But they have to pass through the, what would be, like, Greek Coast Guard waters. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you've seen a photo of the 700-plus refugees on the fishing boat, chances are it was from a video taken from the Frontex plane, and that is the first picture that I included, mm-hmm. like, on our little slide deck there. But it does clearly show the boat was extremely overcrowded. Yeah. Um, migrants are standing shoulder to shoulder, and they're also, like, on top of the vessel alone, like, the very mm-hmm. top of a boat or ship where you're not really supposed to be. I don't know much about ships or their anatomy, mm-hmm. so. Um, and so where were, where did they come from? We will get to okay. that. Um, a couple different places in, like, northern Africa. So let me rephrase them. I guess, how long have they been on this boat at this point? They've been on the boat for a couple of days. A couple point. of days. Yes. And there's that many people. Yes. Where are they going to the bathroom? Um, in one of the interviews that we're going to kind of like popcorn read to each other, we're going to role play a little bit, but they'll say that they were like shoulder to shoulder. They couldn't move. I mean, people are like, people are dead on the boat. Uh, All right. I'll let you get to it when you get to it, but my goodness, just looking at it, it's, it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine. And again, we'll get into, you know, why they're migrating, but. It's not like they're doing this just because, like, it's not oh, like I have $250,000, right. I'm going to go to the Titanic and go see it. No, like, these people are getting out of somewhere. War, famine, climate change, like, things that are life or death. Mm-hmm. So, the United Nations Migration Agency estimated that the vessel was carrying between 400 and 750 migrants. The number... Go- Going number they think is seven hundred. I do remember they seeing. They don't know because like it capsized, right. and there wasn't that many found. So, the Greek Coast Guard reports it asked nearby vessels to assist the fishing ship and later dispatched its own boat after being notified of the incident. Now it's important to remember that they did say that they dispatched their own boat. Okay. The Greek Coast Guard also reported that one of its boats reached the location of the distressed ship during the evening of June 13th. According to the Coast Guard's reports, migrants on the boat rejected the assistance offered and said they wanted to continue their journey to Italy. Government officials to stop the boat and, you know, now, get in the way of their voyage and maybe their place in... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's... Problems in all areas. Right. And I'm not saying, like, you know, you should. Some people don't have a choice to come over legal yeah. or illegally. Right. So, like I said, I'm going to try and keep politics out of it, but we are talking about human lives here. Mm-hmm. 
So early morning of June 14th, report, so the, the Great Coast Guard, they have seen, they have been documented for a day now. They saw it the 13th, now we're on early morning 14th. So reports from the Greek Coast Guard officials came through that the fishing boat capsized and sank roughly 47 nautical miles from the coastal city of Pylos on the Peloponnese Peninsula. Greek officials have said the boat's engine failed. They just said it failed. That's what happened. It capsized. People were freaking out and it tipped over. Hmm. Kalamata, a city on the Greek mainland, was where survivors who were rescued were then transported. In a statement to CBS News, the United Nations Refugee Agency said the migrants on the boat were from Afghanistan, Egypt, Libya, the Palestinian territories, Pakistan, and Syria. One town in Pakistan lost an entire generation of its young men. Completely wiped out because they were on the voyage. Oh my. As of June 28th, happy birthday Wyatt. <laughs> You're Wyatt. Yeah. Greek authorities have confirmed rescuing 104 survivors and recovering 82 bodies. That's not even half oh my. of the people on the, on the vessel. So yeah, it's very chilling. It's just, it's really sad. You said there were, what, 47 miles from the coast? 47, not, so the... The boat capsized and sank roughly 47 nautical miles from the coastal city of Pylos, which is like a, a Greek peninsula. So because there were survivors, 104, obviously they have been interviewed. Mm-hmm. And they said that some of them had said the fishing boat was severely overcrowded, obviously. Mm-hmm. Some report that the boat began to move after other vessels offered supplies and people on board fought over them. Others report that Greek authorities tried to tow the boat, which caused the vessel to move back and forth. I heard that too. Some have partially blamed Greek officials for the tragedy. Government officials have, the Greek government officials have since denied that authorities tried to tow the boat, suggesting that the boat sank because of the engine's failure and movement by the migrants. At the same time, how would they know? They weren't there. They were right. refusing. They claimed to know. They said they sent one out on the 13th at night. But if the engine's failing on the 14th in the morning, how do you know that it failed like right then? If it's capsized, like it's underwater, like how do you know this? But maybe, I, again, I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't know boats. I don't know things like that. Right. But whatever. In a statement from the United Nations Refugee Agency, quote, The duty to rescue people in distress at sea without delay is a fundamental rule of international maritime law. Both shipmasters and states have an obligation to render assistance to those in distress at sea, regardless of their nationality, status, or the circumstances in which they are found, including on unseaworthy vessels and irrespective of the intentions of those on board, end quote. So, the regardless like if they denied their assistance saying we just want to keep going to Italy they should have stepped in and helped them because it's also we'll get into but they were in like one of the most dangerous parts of the Mediterranean Sea I don't know what makes it if it's like the the waters itself or the depth but that was just one thing that's noted so this is where we're going to have a little like role play moment um are you in my drive I'm in these logics sorry I should have told you this I kind of forgot but it will be down after like what the survivors have to say and then there's a little link there it says update since original writing of my notes interview with NPR reporter and is NPR listen it was hard to get some of these stories I'm sure so I don't know how you want to do it um this is like uh, it was an investigation by NPR on the Greek Coast Guard and also gathering information from some survivors. Okay. So do you want to be Lydia or do you want to be Simon? I Whatever think, you want I think be. you should be Lydia and then Noli you do. <laughs> How do you say that? Uh, Lydia. Manoli you do. And then you do. Lydia, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. 
This was a fishing trawler packed with more than 700 people. Who were they? Yeah, there were mostly people from Pakistan, Syria, and Egypt. They had set sail from Libya for Italy. Their trawler ended up in distress off the coast of Greece. The Greek coast guard responded, and then the trawler sank in the early hours of Wednesday, June 14th, and some 500 people are believed to have drowned. Greek authorities say they didn't record any video of this incident. They were just too busy with the rescue. How did you and your reporting partners piece together the story? It took a lot of work from a group of us at The Guardian, the German broadcaster ARD, and the Greek investigative site Solomon. We spoke to survivors. We did digital reconstructions, reviewed court documents, and spoke with Coast Guard sources. And what we found is that Greece bungled what should have been an all-hands-on-deck rescue operation in the hours after the fishing trawler was first spotted. When the Greek Coast Guard arrived many hours later, it was already dark, and it appears that they tried to tow the boat out of Greek waters, presumably so this would no longer be their problem, and that this led to the vessel capsizing. And we found evidence that afterward, the Greek Coast Guard may have tried to cover up its actions. Yeah, and remind us of some of the details of the people on board that ship. As we mentioned, most of them were from Pakistan, Syria, and Egypt. One survivor I talked to, a young man who didn't want us to use his name because of the possible repercussions of talking to the media, he said that when he set sail from Libya, people were packed in so tightly on that boat that they couldn't even stand, and he saw people die of thirst. They were like that for about five days, and then in the early hours of Wednesday, June 14th, he felt that the boat suddenly jolt forward. Um, I'm also going to be the unidentified person. Okay. <laughs> ship, here and there, here and there, ship. The ship rocked right, left, right, left. Right, left. Then the boat tipped. He heard people screaming. He found himself in the water and was eventually rescued. But he showed me photos of 15 friends and family members who were with him, who he hasn't been able to find since. I am so sad. This, my friend. This, my friend. This, my friend. This friend. All die. All die. Very, very strong. Very smart. Very beautiful. My friend. All die. And of the hundreds of people on the ship, only 104 survived. All right, I'm back to the being Simon. Lydia, the allegation that the ship was being towed is serious. It's been made before. What do survivors say about that? Survivors say that around midnight, the Greek Coast Guard vessel told them it would direct their boat towards Italian waters. Those who were on the upper deck of the trawler and could see what was happening, they say that the Coast Guard attached a rope to the trawler and towed it twice. And they say that this second towing is likely what caused the boat to sink. One of our partners, the investigative nonprofit Forensis, they mapped the boat's movements in those crucial final hours before the sinking. They used coordinates from obtained court documents and other sources. In this map, and this map corroborates survivors' testimonies and undermines the Coast Guard's version of events. The findings show the trawler changed direction and speed during some of these key moments. How does what you've been able to map out and report meet with the Greek Coast Guard's account? It doesn't. The Coast Guard has denied towing the boat. We analyzed everything from their press releases and sworn testimony to the coordinates and court files. We found holes and inconsistencies that Greek authorities have refused to explain. And they didn't answer any of our detailed questions either, saying they can't comment on any ongoing investigation. Any indication of a cover-up? Well, yeah. So survivors were interviewed twice. First by the Greek Coast Guard and then by investigating prosecutors. In the first batch, there are identical parts in several of the testimonies, almost a copy and paste, and they don't mention a towing. But in the second batch, given to a prosecutor just days later, some of them, some of those same survivors did mention towing and blamed it as the cause of the wreck. So to put this as plainly as possible, what we found is that the Greek Coast Guard played a role in the tragedy that was likely preventable. Reporter Lydia Menendulio, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Scott. So... It's they were going to tow. Yeah. They were gonna tow it so it wasn't their problem. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get it out of Greek waters. Not our problem. Don't have to deal with it. Ridiculous. Yeah. Crazy. And like because it was so full, that yank probably freaked people well, out. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure like it didn't have everything to do with towing that it capsized. It probably freaked people out. And that movement mm-hmm. of weight and, like, shifting and stuff. Yeah, because they probably didn't entirely know what was going on anyway. And one Some person freaks. Think about it. You're in this tight, like, area. Yeah, one one person freaks out. Everybody's mm-hmm. freaking out. Yeah. It just, it gives me chills. Could you imagine, like, everybody you know, imagine. you're the only survivor. No. So, all of this, I got to this point in my research, and I'm like, 
how common is this? Because also in my research, I found that I kept saying this was the biggest tragedy, migrant like tragedy of the year. So I'm like, how often is this wow. happening? And when I was like, okay, is this common? The answer is yes, absolutely, for sure, 100%, all the time. Happens all the time. Has been and keeps growing. So deaths of migrants in the Mediterranean Sea specifically have become increasingly common as the number of people taking to the sea in hopes of reaching Europe has increased. According to the International Organization of Migration, more than 27,000 migrants have died or disappeared in the Mediterranean Sea since 2014. Holy cow. 27,000 people. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's children. Well, and that's probably lowballing it. These right, are migrants. They don't know who's coming. They, they're not documented. Right. So in the first six months of 2023, the agency has recorded nearly 2,000 deaths oh, and disappearances my. of migrants in the Mediterranean. 2,000. 2,000. Officials say these figures are likely undercounted due to data collection limits. So like we just said. Oh, my God. Majority of migrant deaths have occurred in the central Mediterranean, which is the sea's busiest migration migration corridor. So that, that's what I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. Um, because of how busy it is, and I'm assuming also with the water and the stuff, yeah. it just is a mix of things. So Frontex, remember them, they were like the yes. border agency for the EU. They recorded over 50,000 migration detections in the central Mediterranean during the first five months of 2023 alone which is a 160% increase from the same period in 2022. Do we know why it spiked that much? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll get to it. So, like, that all of this kind of, like, leads into, like, my next questions. Like, I'm getting mm. all this information, and then I'm asking the same thing you are. Like, why? So, over the past decade, individual disasters have claimed the lives of hundreds of migrants. In 2014, roughly 500 migrants died when a boat sank off the coast of Malta, which is like another bigger one that some people might know of. I didn't, mm-hmm. but it, it did come up. Also, 2014, I wasn't paying attention to this stuff. Right. So before I go on, I do have like, a, it's a map, but it's a photo here. It's from the International or- Organization of Migration, and it's for their missing migrant project. So... From the period of 2014 to 2010, there have been 48,423 deaths recorded. Now, that is not just in the Mediterranean. That is all over the world. In North America, there's 3,134. Again, this is from 2014 to 2022. Central America, 1,622. Caribbean, 1,083. South America, 398. Southern Africa, 41. Middle Africa, 181. Eastern Africa, 1,814. Western Africa, 2,429. Northern Africa, 6,866. Europe, 815. Western Asia, 1,271. Central Asia, 52. Southern Asia, 1,719. Eastern Asia, 38. And Southern Eastern Asia, 2,890. Then you go to the Mediterranean, Mediterranean, and it's 23,970. Wow. So it's just, like, really chilling because I, we obviously hear about immigration and migration and things in North America and especially with, like, the Mexico-American border. Okay. And so, yeah, so these aren't all lost at sea for some of these, like, North America. No, no, no. That's, so, like, when I we labeled it, like, lost at sea, it's, like, Mediterranean. Focus, right, but right. this is overall in the world missing migrants project. So, this is either, this is reported deaths in this data. Oh, my. And, again, underreported because limited data. Right. But, like, that is such a huge spike in numbers. Yeah. Nowhere else comes anywhere close to it. And we'll get into that path, too. So, what are the causes of these traveling disasters? From an article posted on April 29th, 2022, on UN News, quote, more than 3,000 people died or went missing while attempting to cross the Mediterranean and the Atlantic last year, hoping to reach Europe, end quote. 
there's actually a couple quotes that I'm just going to keep reading here, okay. but quote again. Of the two of the 2021 total, 1,924 people were reported to have died or gone missing on the central and western Mediterranean routes, while an additional 1,153 perished or went missing on the northwestern African maritime route. This is, again, kind of repeating some of the numbers of this. Or no, this is from 2021, sorry. An additional 1,153 perished or went missing on the northern African maritime route to the Canary Islands. Fatalities for 2020 stood at 1,776 for the three routes, reflecting an increase of 478 people since the beginning of this year, which was, this article was in 2022. Mm. So... They're seeing an increase from 2020, again in 2021, 2022, and now we're at 160% increase at 2023, and we're not even at the end of 2023. Right, this is, yeah. Most of the sea crossings took place in packed, unseaworthy, inflatable boats, many of which capsized or were deflated, leading to the loss of life. The sea journey from West African coastal states, so Senegal and Mauritania, to the Canary Islands is long and dangerous and can take up to 10 days. Many, quote, many boats drifted off course or otherwise went missing without traces in these waters. That is horrifying. I cannot imagine. We're so privileged. We like, are. We We're really so are. And we take it for granted just mm-hmm. because, like, I, I know people have problems with people migrating and it being illegal, but you can't even put yourself in their, sh- their no, shoes. You can't. Land routes are also highly dangerous. Even greater numbers die on journeys through the Sahara Desert and remote borders, in detention centers, or while being held by smugglers or traffickers. A lot of these numbers are coming from smugglers and traffickers. Quote, extrajudicial killing. This is still from the UN, like these quotes I'm pulling, but I will have all my sources on there. Quote, extrajudicial. Quote, extrajudicial. Extrajudicial, I'm really sure. Extrajudicial, judicial, 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 judicial. I've been doing pretty well on my pronunciation, right? Fantastic. Have I? I really have. I thought so. Yeah. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't take a dab before this. Don't no, judicial. <laughs> You've been doing great. Judicial. <laughs> Say it with me, Julia. Jew. Julia. Julia. Well, Julia. half the time people don't even know what I'm saying when I say my name. They're like, huh? Julia. <laughs> Julia. 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 <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> Extra judicial. Killed it. Yep. Killings. Arbitrary detention, sexual and gender-based violence, and forced labor and marriage are all reported abuses plus more that happen on these routes. I have another photo here, which is another map. And this is, again, show, it's showing you the routes that they take. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Are you on this one? Yes. The key figures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 53,323 people arrived by sea to Italy in 2021. Some 83% more than 2020. So, again, that's like showing the inflation, or I don't want to say inflation, but increase in the traveling. Mm-hmm. Now, when we get into it with some of their laws, Italy is like the safest place for them to go. I was about to ask. That's why they're going for Italy. Why are they headed for the goop? They'll go to Italy and then they can kind of work their way up from there, but they're gonna, it's easier for them to cross into those borders to get onto land. Or Spain, I see. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Or what's this other one here? They don't. Canary Islands? Yeah, so the Canary Islands go up. Or they're over on the side there. Yeah, to the left there. But I don't really understand. Are the Canary Islands part of Africa? Or are they part of Europe? It's Spain. Oh, wait. I knew that. How does Spain own the Canary Islands? No, how do we have Hawaii? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't realize the Canary Islands were so far down there. Yeah. Because I, mean, I guess I just, did know they were part of Spain. I guess they're there. I mean, unless they moved it further. No, I think they are, probably. But, yeah. So, if you guys, um, I don't really know how to, we'll probably post this on one of our 
post out there or, or I'll the put it on the story or like the yeah. show notes. There's a lot going on and I think it would just kind of confuse everybody. I'm sure the last one I did kind of was a little confusing because it's a lot of numbers. Mm-hmm. But this is like, I mean, it's mapping out all the routes from Cameroon through Chad up into Egypt over to Europe and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, One million increase in persons of concerns to UN HCR, which is like their United Nations, like um, migration policy protection thing. I see there's a 150% increase in sea departures from Libya in 2021. And they were, there were, 2020. there were people from Libya on this one. Right. 150%. Percentages shouldn't go over 100, just saying. An estimated 1,153 people are believed dead or gone missing in the Atlantic coastal waters in 2021, and that's by, like, Senegal. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, we're so lucky that that we don't feel the need to flee our country the way that they do. Right, and, like, I think that's why... Ironic, because I was going to be an expat in Spain, but that's why a lot of countries kind of have the problem with American expats, because it's like everybody wants to go right. to America, and like, here we are, like, here? we want to go live it up in... Mm-hmm. Really, it's fun for us. Yeah, and, like, it would be fun, but I wanted to do it for, like, history and culture, but I, I still mean, understand they're, like, yeah. they're working their butt to get out of poverty. That's crazy. So... All this led me to look into what the policies are in place, like, in Europe for migrants. So with the arrival of more than one million, mostly Syrian, refugees to Europe in 2015, many of the continent's countries adopted a more restrictive asylum and migration policy. This can be in part due to the rise of far-right political parties who employed anti migrant rhetoric to galvanize frustrated voters. EU member states still have relatively generous asylum laws on paper. There are are several other countries like Denmark, Hungary, Poland, Italy, and Greece that have sought to stiffen border controls, tighten asylum rules, and increase deportations. So I'm not really following there because it's saying Italy... But why are they all going to Italy and Spain? Is it just mm-hmm. easier to get in? Do they just not have that harsh? I would guess so. No, what I thought kind of was like a red flag to me when I found this out was Poland took in so many. I understand Ukraine is part of Europe, mm-hmm. but they took in like so many refugees and stuff. I'm like, right. well, how can you pick and choose yeah. like what lives you take in? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if someone's in distress from war, like, so we'll kind of get back to that. It did come back up, but I don't know. To me, I was like, huh, that's interesting. So Sweden, who welcomed the highest number of refugees during the 2015 crisis alongside Germany, recently proposed restricting migration. The hardline policies predominantly target new arrivals from Africa and the Middle East. But on the contrary, following Russia's invasion on Ukraine, millions of refugees from Ukraine we're seeking asylum. All European countries, including Poland and Hungary, welcome the displaced Ukrainians with open arms. The Greek government, who has complained of shouldering a disproportionate burden of refugee flows, mainly due to Greece's position in the Mediterranean and proximity to Asia, has been accused numerous times by human rights officials of mistreating migrants and breaching international law. Mm-hmm. There are documented reports of Greek officials abandoning asylum seekers, including women and children, at sea in violation of international refugee law and EU policy. So again, I understand your thoughts or views and stuff, but like, there's policies in place and they're in international waters and they need assistance. Don't try and tow them into someone else's territory for it to be like their problem yeah i just they don't they obviously don't see them as people no it's the same thing with some people in our country not Mm -hmm. seeing like we're kind of gonna get to how how we label and certain words negative 
we used words mm-hmm. change our perception and our thoughts about human beings. Right. They're living in the same planet as us. Yeah. People just, they forget. They think, I don't know. Yeah. So, we kind of kept, you asked this, and I obviously was thinking about it earlier, like, through my research, but why is there such an influx of migrants seeking asylum, like, especially in Europe over the past few years? Mm -hmm. In the past three years. Not even going back to 2014, but, like, since 2020, it's insane. First, let's start with IOM's definition of a migrant, which is the International Organization of Migrants. A migrant is any person who is moving or has moved across an international border within a state away from his or her habitual place of residence, regardless of, one, the person's legal status, two, whether the movement is voluntary or involuntary, and three, what the causes for the movement are, or four, what the length of the stay is. Reasons for migrating are far and wide. Normally, it's conflicts, armed violence, disasters, epidemics, pandemics, climate, and other crises. Crises? 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 And, you know, with some of the countries that we talked about that were on the ship, like the people who were on this fishing vessel in June, I think we can, right away, we know... Some of those countries, they have conflicts. They've had conflicts for years. They've had armed violences. They've had wars going on. We're still in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to get into some climate stuff, climate too. Climate shit's everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. The whole world's burning and flooding People's, at the same time. Yes, exactly. People, they <laughs> can't disease. stay where they are. Yeah. So, statistics. Quote, 82 million people currently live in displacement within and across borders with disasters displacing around 25 million on average each year, end quote. That's from ILM, UN Migration. 25 million a year. Mm -hmm. And 82 million are currently, like, living in a displacement state. It is easy to become angry and frustrated with migrants, but often we forget that since the earliest times, humanity has been on the move. Mm-hmm. Some move in search of work or economic opportunities to join family or to study. Others, like I just previously mentioned, move to escape conflict, persecution, terrorism, or human rights violations. And the others move in response to the adverse effects of climate change, natural disasters, or other environmental factors. There are individuals who migrate out of choice, but many others migrate out of necessity. Yeah. They don't have the luxury, privilege, time, or option to do it, quote, the right way. They don't, like, this legal bullshit kind of frustrates me a little bit with mm-hmm. it. Again, I understand that you do need, like, I'm not saying, like, we're all migrants. Yes, exactly. And, like, there's just to be policies in place to support, mm-hmm. you know, someone coming from climate yeah. change, war, conflicts. Or people just, you know, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Remember when the Amish migrated? Yeah. We're back to our Amish episode. I mean, think about... None of us are native to North America. I mean, some of us. I'm saying, like, mainly right here. Right. I'm not saying none of us. Right. Maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. But you know what I mean? Like, we think, all oh, we're true tried Americans. No. We were Europeans. Most yeah. of us. Mm-hmm. We're Africans. We're Asians. We're mm-hmm. South Americans. So, the war and famine in Middle Eastern and African countries are a big reason that we have migrants, where Europe has migrants from those areas. But impacts of climate changes are already threatening livelihoods like water and food security, people's health, and overall human security in North Africa. Quote, in 2022, disasters have caused 305,000 new displacements in the Middle East and North Africa. This is a 30% increase compared to the previous year, end quote, and that's from IDMC, Global Report on Internal Displacement, and it was published in 2023. There are multiple floods, storms, and droughts, not to mention all the fires. Mm -hmm. IOM said, quote, the World Bank predicts that up to 19 million people would become internal climate migrants in North Africa alone by 2050 without concrete climate action. Yeah, I'm, like, really scared for the planet right now. It's bad, dude. It's so bad. Like, I don't think we're talking about it enough. No. And so this is the thing with climate 
change and stuff too. Like, you know, we share very similar thoughts mm-hmm. and stuff. But I understand that, you know, it's not all us. The world does naturally go through this. Like, we've right. gone through the floods. We've gone through the fires. We can mm-hmm. go through all of those catastrophic we're not events. Helping. But we're not helping. We're accelerating right. yes. it faster than we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And we're also not helping certain areas right. with it. We're hurting them worse. So, are there possible solutions? Um, I guess the real answer is yes, but the United Nations has been pleading for help. So, it's not like, it doesn't make me feel too confident in this. Mm-hmm. They launched an updated protection and solution strategy for refugees on dangerous journeys along routes towards Europe, across the Central and Western Mediterranean Sea, and the Atlantic. UNHCR is appealing for support in providing a meaningful alternative to these dangerous journeys and preventing people from becoming victims of traffickers. I didn't really get into the trafficking side of things because time, we Mm -hmm. would be here forever, and I think that's probably, like you said, a whole different thing. Um, So yeah, I didn't purposely didn't really touch on that. The approach calls for increased human humanitarian assistance, support and solutions for people in need of international protection and survivors of gross human rights abuses. It would also cover 25 countries across four regions connected by the same land and sea routes used by migrants, asylum seekers and refugees, and includes countries of origin, departure, first asylum, transit, and destination. UNHCR also is urging states to strengthen humanitarian development and peace action. They are calling on regional states in both Africa and Europe to enhance legal frameworks and operational capacities at land and sea borders and in urban centers while also guaranteeing inclusion, youth programming, and local community-based development as credible alternatives to dangerous journeys. So, like giving them the proper support and education to do it in a more safe way, but yeah. also with government support. Right. Um, and again, yeah. I don't know how you could just stand by and let people right. make these journeys. Like, it sounds like, like I don't know. And I'm sure it's that. easier said than done for us, but, like, they're going to do it regardless. Mm-hmm. Why don't you help and not let lives just disappear? out of the sea. So a UNHCR spokesperson said, quote, states must ensure unimpeded humanitarian access for the delivery of essential services to people on the move or stranded en route, intercepted at sea or held in detention centers and to determine whether they have international protection needs. Now a little bit back to climate change. Um, for like the solution mm-hmm. quote to minimize the effects of climate change on human mobility in the Mediterranean region IOM is committed to strengthening the resilience of vulnerable communities in the region through an inclusive approach so that would just mean more advocacy for the climate okay. change um, and like strengthening the support in those countries of the flooding and the drought and things along that nature. The International Organization for Migration was established in 1951. I've just mentioned a lot about them in this episode, so I want to just give them a little bit of credit here. They are the leading intergovernmental organization in the field of migration. They work to ensure the orderly and humane management of migration to promote international cooperation on migration issues to assist in the search for practical solutions to migration problems and to provide humanitarian assistance to migrants in need, including refugees and internal displaced people. There is a U.S. donation page, which I will have in our show notes. There's also a donation page for everybody who's not in the United States. Um, I'll link both of those for us when we do it. So kind of back to my whole thing because this was kind of difficult not difficult because like once I got to once I found the IOM's website like Mm -hmm. I could get more info 
but like to figure out how I wanted to do it. I hope I kind of did it no, this justice. Great. I really do. Maybe we're just at least bringing some attention to it, but some awareness. The media does lack um, attention in their reports on this, in my opinion. No, we don't live in Europe, and we definitely don't get like mainstream European right um, publishing. But I still like everything I was trying to look for, and also trying to put like not find like U.S. things. It just seems like it's the same thing with the U.S. Mm-hmm. They they're gonna post what they want when they want as long as it's clickbait, and this wasn't gonna be clickbait because it's been an ongoing problem. All these people were like, more, like, good for them. Right. We don't need them, which is Mm -hmm. just so sad. So the language used to describe migrants is highly negative and dehumanizing. It it does impact society's interpretation of those individuals. Like I said earlier, the things that we use to describe migrants, the terms are so negative that it changes how we see them. We see them as not human. Mm -hmm. So, for example undocumented, unauthorized, illegal aliens, and illegals. They're still human beings. Right. And we made borders. We decided borders. That does not mean that they get have to live in awful, unhumane, inhumane, mm-hmm. like, areas of the world. There's little to no coverage focused on the health and well-being of migrants. It's always the negative. And public health health is not part of the news narrative, so why would they post it? They focus on how it is an issue or inconvenient for the state and country, but not how migration may be due to life-threatening instances. Many reports of incidents or disasters are swept under the rug and covered immediately by stories that will engage readers and viewers and get more clicks. So celebs, royals, politics, etc. Not this. That's all I had. Um, but yeah, it's sad. It is sad. If it wasn't for this, I wouldn't have known how many lives were actually lost. Well, me either, because like that's crazy. Like yeah, I saw the the ship that capsized was seven hundred, but never did I expect to see these numbers. You're right, because you never hear about why they're fleeing these places. You only hear about oh, they're coming to our country to take our jobs, the jobs that we don't even want. That was a South Park reference. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I appreciated that. We needed that. We needed something. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did go a little dark on this. No, but it's fucked up. Yeah. Like, they're human beings. We're all humans. We're all Living humans. On this planet at the same time, which is a huge thing. Yeah, yeah you have bad eggs here and there. But, like... These people, for the most part, are either trying to escape the bad eggs Mm -hmm. or trying to escape death and doing it in a way that's a very life-threatening matter. If you believe that they deserve what they get, you're a bad person. No, absolutely. And, like, I just think that we should... There should be just better policies in place for Mm -hmm. the support. Like... Yes, we can be annoyed all we want that, you know, someone is, quote-unquote, an illegal immigrant. No, they're a migrant who was trying to flee or move, probably for their children or their wives, Mm -hmm. things along the Like, they're going to take those repercussions because it's better than what they're currently living in. So why don't we have things in place and policies in place or education in place to help and support these people. And I know, like, you know, we're limited on funding and things like that, but, you know, we pull money out of the fucking air, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's true. Money's not real. Not no. Real. So. Yeah, it's back to the trade days. Bartering? Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm gonna start with paper clips. But I'm going to end up a millionaire. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know how I watched, I've told you about Yes Theory. The yes. YouTubers that I just like, mm-hmm. really love their mission. And honestly, it kind of goes along with this, but their mission is that no matter where you are in the world, 
one they say to seek discomfort and you'll always like right. get yourself you know you're, you gotta challenge yourself mm -hmm. you get where you want to be but it's that every single human being no matter where you are in the world is good like there you will find a good person mm -hmm. you can go to iraq you can go to afghanistan you can go to egypt they're not what we say they are like there are people just like us living a life trying to succeed trying to better the younger generation trying to grow on it and i forget why i brought up yesterday i don't know you're going somewhere with it I it was. all works together it so. does um i'm here for it shit what were we saying though it's been a long day <laughs> um but yeah so that was a lot to unpack, but I just felt like I, yeah. I was going back and forth whether I wanted I th to I'm do it or not, but yeah, oh, I yeah. do feel, we got to get the word out there. Mm -hmm. People need to know. Just be good. Treat everybody nicely and kindly, unless they're assholes, but yeah. <laughs> um, you never know. That's actually you kn the fundamental attribution error, which is like, you never know why someone might be acting the way they are. They might be an asshole right that second, but, like, you don't know what happened, you know, earlier in the day or earlier mm -hmm. in that week that might have made them react that way to you. Right. So, we're all human, we're all dude. Human. So, we, we might have brought you down a little bit with this episode, <laughs> but our next episode, yeah, I promise... Hopefully you were drinking with us. Yeah. I promise you our next episode will get you up, so don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, and maybe we'll have a Wondering Minds episode soon. We should. A little lightheartedness. Yeah. Maybe in a few. Maybe we'll take some calls. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did get a request for that From today. A lot. It's okay, Bloner told me to grow up. Bloner. Fuck you, Bloner. You know who you are. <laughs> Love you, Bloner. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you grow up. Yeah, you grow up, bitch. I'll never grow up. I'll grow down. I'll shrink. <laughs> Okay, we need to go. So yeah, stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you guys for listening. Do you want to do the rest of our outro since it's your episode, Miss Julia? Shit, I hate that. Do you want me to do it? Thank you for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. I said, can do oh it. Oh my god, all right. <laughs> Follow us on our social media platforms. We have our Instagram at UAQ Pod. We have our Facebook page at Unprofessionals Asking Questions. We have our website at UAQPod.com. You can submit your questions, any topic recommendations. You can listen to the episodes right there if you'd like. Also, we have our email set up, which is uaqpod at gmail.com. You can also send questions, stories, topics, anything. Not anything. No dick pics, but anything else. <laughs> you can send that way. And last but not least, send, send us dick pics money. To send. Put it in, no. put it in the subject. You do, and I will post Yeah, send us money. You. Hit us up on our Patreon. Our Patreon. Patreon.com slash UAQ. Please donate. There's different tiers to choose from. Doesn't matter what you send us. Any little bit it's been helps so us. so long. What's the first one? What's the first one? Our tier? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, the first one is a wanderer. A wanderer. The second one. Wanderer is a dollar a month. Yeah. Second one is novice. Yes, and that's five dollars a month. Third one is, is unprofessional, and you're an so unprofessional. You could be one of us at ten dollars a month. Hell yeah! And all the money goes towards, we know, us helping. And <laughs> we're you know, still in the dining room. We're still in our dining room with one mic, with one microphone in the dark currently. <laughs> we can't afford electricity, guys. And I'm drinking my wine out of red solo cup. So that's where we are right now. Red solo cup. I fill you up. Bye, guys. <laughs> Honestly, you killed that. That was a good uh, outro. Good. Cool. Well, bye. Bye. <laughs>